0: I'm Dale Denwalt.
1: And I'm Nuria martinez Kiel. You're listening to The Source.
0: Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them.
1: The Inflation Reduction Act that President Joe Biden signed last month has been called one of the most significant pieces of climate legislation ever passed into law. It gives money for environmental cleanup and tax incentives to expand renewable energy. My co-host Dale wrote about the new law and what it might mean for Oklahoma. First, let's talk about some of the immediate impacts that we'll see from this bill. You wrote that it sends $81 million to clean up abandoned oil wells in the state. So how big of a problem is this in Oklahoma?
0: Oh, it's pretty big. There are uh, tens of thousands of abandoned or orphaned wells uh, uh, across the state and in just about every conceivable um, location in the middle of fields. Uh, there's some underwater in lakes that have you know uh, been built since then. We have a lot of lakes in Oklahoma, man-made lakes, um, and uh, there's you know even some in someone's front yard. Um, and so this bill uh, allocates 81 million dollars to clean up over a thousand of these abandoned uh, wells. Now Oklahoma has already um, has a plan. Uh, and is in the process of going through to 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 identify and remediate these problem areas. But you know, this the specific um, this specific money in the uh, in, in the uh, Inflation Reduction Act is uh, really just a small percentage of the work that Oklahoma has left to do. But still, it, you know, it's 81 million dollars, and it's going to you know, help Oklahoma clean up these sites. The one of the people I spoke to in the in the Biden administration mentioned coming to Oklahoma. To a wildlife reserve and seeing a well that had been abandoned some years ago by um, an a oil and gas producer, they basically just walked away from the site. And you know, they saw oil on the ground uh, in in the soil. And one of the big problems is is that there's wildlife in the area, specifically uh, feral hogs, and they'll go to this site, roll around in the ground, get that oily film on their bodies, and that acts as kind of a pesticide to keep mosquitoes away and bugs. But the problem, you know, aside from, you know, pigs rolling around in oil, is that they walk around to the rest of the nature preserve and they roll around there. And they get in the water. And you're seeing this toxic contamination spread from this one site because you know the wildlife is there spreading it around.
1: So there's also tens of billions of dollars set aside to promote the development of Renewable energy and clean energy manufacturing. You've previously written that Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt is supportive of these types of industries. But do you think the state government will tap into these funds?
0: I think there's some uh, some ways that the state government can utilize some of the provisions of this bill. By the way, this bill is massive. There are lots of things uh, in this bill. Even just the you know the quick fact sheets on this bill are pages and pages long. Um, you know there are some things in there specifically that the state government um the money will flow through the state government like this uh, this oil abandoned oil well deal um, there are also grants to state and local governments to adopt the latest building energy codes for the most part I think most of the money though is geared directly toward private industry so you know it, it probably remains to be seen whether anyone with uh, you know with uh, with a dream to create a factory that builds, uh, components for renewable energy like tur- wind turbines or solar panels, things like that. Um, there remains to be seen if anyone has the, the gumption to, to set something like that up in Oklahoma. Now, if they do, they would probably be welcomed with open arms. Governor Kevin Stead has been very supportive of the manufacturing industry, whatever kind of manufacturing it is. And specifically, he's uh, he's pretty proud about the, the gains that Oklahoma's made toward uh, attracting the, sort of the future technology of energy um, production and energy efficiency, uh, inviting that to Oklahoma, most notably with electric vehicles.
1: And just to touch on that, you're totally right that he has been a big proponent of drawing EV manufacturing into the state. We brought in Canoe, which is a a new EV startup. Um, They've tried to lure Tesla, tried to lure Panasonic, which would build batteries for electric vehicles. But he gave an interesting quote in a recent interview uh, with uh, the Financial Times that he didn't seem to be quite as interested in what this Inflation Reduction Act would do on the front of, you know, these kind of climate and renewable energy um, tax credits. Uh, and I'm curious, kind of what what did he say? And, and is there any reading that you got on his interest level in, in this policy?
0: Anytime that you ask uh, Governor Stitt to talk about his view of uh, clean energy and uh, the renewable energy sector, he does seem accepting of it. But he always kind of falls back on, you know, Oklahoma is going to take an all of the above approach. And it's understandable. This this state has a deep history with fossil fuels, the production of oil and gas. And there's still a lot of that going on here, uh, whether it's going on, you know, inside Oklahoma's borders, or if it's being done by Oklahoma companies outside of Oklahoma across the United States. Um, and, and so he is, he always seems to sort of fall back on, you know, support of that industry. And it hasn't done anything that I've seen that would, um, you know, cast that industry away or put it aside in favor of some of these uh, renewable or these alternative fuel sources.
1: So over the past few months, since we're talking about fossil fuels, uh, we've seen a dramatic rise in the price of natural gas. This has already led to increased energy costs. And you wrote that it's only gonna get worse this winter. Is there anything in Biden's climate bill that maybe could help alleviate this?
0: In the short term, I don't think so. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, and and I'll explain kind of a little bit of the background of what's causing this. So uh, a lot of the electricity that you use in your home is powered by natural gas. So your utility provider probably has a natural gas plant uh, somewhere in Oklahoma, and they use natural gas. They burn that natural gas to spin a turbine. That turbine creates electricity. The problem is is that Russia is basically cutting off pipelines to the rest of the world uh, and to Europe, and we have such a strong economic tie and political tie to Europe that you know we're doing as much as we can, I assume, to make sure that they don't freeze to death. This winter, and so the natural gas that might be powering an OG&E turbine here in Oklahoma, you know, that may be going to Poland or Great Britain in the form of liquefied natural gas. Maybe, maybe not the the natural gas that we're using here is going all the way there, but it certainly is. Um, the market is feeling the effects of U.S. producers shipping their liquefied natural gas overseas to help those people in need. And that creates uh, a supply problem. There's not as much natural gas here, and so prices are going up. It's the highest we've seen since 2008. And the utility bill might already reflect that. Uh, If it it hasn't already, it probably will very soon because these uh, utility companies are having to buy this very expensive gas to run their turbines. In the long term, this bill tries to streamline the process for... The building of strategic pipelines. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where that uh, these pipelines are going to be, but I know that Chesapeake's CEO has talked about how hard it is to get natural gas out of the Marcellus shell in the northeastern United States. There's apparently not enough pipeline capacity for uh, for them to increase production in a way that would be meaningful for your utility bill. And so this uh, this bill hopes to streamline the, the strategic pipelines and the permitting of those. And it also uh, opens up the, the permitting process for federal lands and offshore uh, drilling that could over time uh, help meet the demand that we're seeing.
1: So the oil and gas industry has been critical of the climate pieces of of this bill saying that a new corporate tax would disincentivize the drilling and production of fossil fuels and i think a lot of people are mostly concerned with how this might affect gas prices at the pump but at the same time oil and gas companies seem to be doing well financially you know according to your story so what insight do you have into how this might impact consumers
0: oh yes the Oklahoma's three biggest oil and gas companies, Chesapeake, Devon, and Continental, uh, they each reported profit of over a billion dollars in the most recent quarter. These companies and many others across the United States are prioritizing investor returns, so stock buybacks and dividends. They're prioritizing that over increased production.
1: Which in layman's terms means they're stuffing their coffers instead of lowering gas prices.
0: Right. They're, they're rewarding the investors for, you know, sticking with them through the hard times and, you know, essentially um, rewarding them for the the profits that they've accumulated uh, over over the the last quarter, the last year, what have you. And so, so that's the priority uh, uh, for them right now. And this this tax that that you mentioned, is it's called an alternative minimum tax. Basically, what it says in the most basic terms is that uh, certain companies have to pay at least 15% tax. Now, if, if you're a company and you have a, a really good accounting department, a really good legal team, you're going to find every incentive out there that can reduce your tax liability, reduce the amount of tax you have to pay. Well, this bill says, regardless of that, you, you have to pay 15%. Uh, now, the uh, congressional staff have said this would affect about 150 companies in the United States. So we're only talking about the biggest companies. And they're, they're not just oil and gas companies. They're from a wide array of industries. And uh, basically, if you if your company makes more than a, uh, than a billion in profit each year, I believe uh, is what the bill says, then the government's going to make sure you pay at least 15% on that. And I'll add one more thing about gas prices. Gas prices at the pump probably won't have any effect on, uh, on, on that. Uh, like I said with the, with the previous question, over time that may um, sort of drive the price down. What this bill focuses on more is sort of the long-term um, development of America's uh, renewable and clean energy uh, with the development of electric cars and um, it has money in here for improving homes, making them more f- uh, fuel efficient or more uh, energy efficient inside your home so that you're spending less. On energy, and so I think that's where really the, uh, the the long-term goals of this bill really shine.
1: Gotcha. So maybe it won't change the price at the pump, but maybe in the long term, more people might see owning an electric vehicle as a reality for them.
0: That's right. You know, uh, with with additional manufacturing that is being uh, incentivized in this bill, it's a reasonable assumption to say that the cost of an electric vehicle would go down, and as more renewable power comes online that could in turn be cheaper um, for people who just want to plug something into their, you know, into their wall socket.
1: Gotcha. Well, Dale, this is all very complicated, but thank you for explaining it in a way that makes sense for everyday people who just want to be able to have an affordable utility or affordable gas prices so thank you so much for explaining that and to our listeners thank you for joining us this week this podcast is possible because of the oklahoman subscribers we encourage you to subscribe if you can you can read these stories and more every day in the oklahoman and at oklahoman.com check back next friday for a new episode